for the reading of the word. <laughs> we'll be reading today from uh, a few different places, so I'm going to have you do some flipping, flipping through. I've got some stuff up on the screen. <laughs> Hebrews chapter number 12, reading verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. I'm going to stop reading there and hop over. Oh, Lord. I'm going to hop over to Romans 12. Romans. Good Lord. Romans 12 and 2. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For God is not the author of confusion, that's 1 Corinthians 14.33, but of peace, as in churches of all the saints. Uh, somebody say God is the author. You can be seated. Um, you might have seen my title. You probably did because I had some issues with it. Uh, jumping around and seeing what order I actually had those written down. <laughs> but a few years ago, quite a few years ago, my sister and I were sitting in a car on our way to see one of her boyfriends at the time. Um, and we started having this discussion about how life was planned out by God what, and how God's will really worked and if there was one certain way it was supposed to end up or if, or if it was more multiple choice. Now, in this church, we believe in a thing called free will. That's not a thing in every church. And uh, there are people out there who believe that your life is not set, that God has a certain that, that God has a certain way and only certain people can be saved and that he will naturally draw you towards him or against him. and It's complicated and I don't understand it all exactly. But I do believe there is such a thing as free will and I do believe that you can't come to God except the Spirit is drawing you. That's fine. You can't come to God except the Spirit draws you. But... God is calling all men everywhere to repentance. That is in the, in the word of God. There are multiple ways your life can turn out and it all depends on our decisions. Um, Bishop White even, uh, there, there's this idea among some Christians, God has one certain person for everyone to fall in love with. God has one certain person that you're meant to be with. God has called some people to be with no one. And there's so many different pictures and ways. And we just came through Valentine's Day, so I heard more than one person say it on more than one podcast and more than one Facebook post. Is, someone, is there someone for everyone or not? And you know what? Uh, the, what came out in this conversation... I was. I, I said to Bethany, I, I, I kind of feel like there's two books that's presented to us all when we're born. In one hand, we have the way the devil would like your life to turn out. And in one hand, we have the way that God wants your life to turn out. 
There's a different cast of characters in both books. There's different plot lines in both books. And there's different ways that we can all do. And we decide as we go through our life which page we want read at what time. So in the end, everyone's life ends up a mixture of the two into some third book. I'm going to be talking today about two books. You may recognize these. One's the one I just handed Texas, and one's one that I was handed. It says, presented to Jake and Horton by Brother David and Sister Charlotte Bashir on 117.96. I'm sure I didn't. I don't know that I got it on that exact day, but it was when I was born. <laughs> Corbin's says 221 of 21 on dedication. There's different ways your life can turn out. And this is the way everyone's book is going to end up looking someday. It's got marks in it where apparently I attacked it with more than one crayon over time. Some attempted words that have clearly faded. This book has been used. The illustrations have been colored over. <laughs> it is a mess because this belonged to a very young child. <laughs> it's been used. And that's how your book is going to look by the time that you come to your deathbed. Yep. It's going to turn out one of two ways. And no matter what, it's not going to be perfect. God has given all of us a way that he would like it to turn out. But we are not necessarily going to have it turn out that way. We are not going to have it turn out perfect. It is not, you're not going to get it right most of the time. If you do get it right, it's going to be because God's will is being done, not because our will is being done. That's the reason Jesus himself had to pray, Lord, not thy will, and not my will, but thy will be done. I'm submitting myself to you. I'm turning myself into you. That's the reason that Brother Josh Herring preaches every day. You need to be turning yourself in and saying, Lord, I submit to your will today. I submit to your blood today. I submit to your word today. I'm submitting to your holy name. I'm submitting to your spirit. I'm submitting to your holy angels and I'm submitting to my pastor. Because our life because unless unless you submit your unless you submit yourself to God, then until that happens, the devil is not going to flee from you. Because when the devil comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise a standard against, but the Lord can't raise a standard in a life that he's not, that he's not a part of. The Lord cannot lay a standard in a place that he's not welcome, that he's not welcomed in. That's the reason why our opening verse said that I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God. That is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove us what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We want the will of God. We want the word of God to be the book that we're living out. 
We want the will of God to be the book that we're living out. That's the reason today these parents came and said, I'm going to submit this child to God as long as he's in my care. But there will come a day when he's going to start picking what page he wants read. And it's going to come a lot sooner than we all think. It's going to come a lot sooner than you think. Because you see, these babies have a tendency to not listen all the time. He's already got a tendency to not listen all the time. When you're saying, shush, 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 be quiet, be quiet, he doesn't always listen. Not until he gets his way a little bit more. Not until you start listening to him. That's when he finally quiets down. There's going to come a moment that it's going to be a little more than just a cry in the middle of a church service. A cry at about 3 a.m. It's going to be more than that. And it's going to start being, don't hang out with them. Well, I'm going to do what I want to do. Oh, hey, hey, don't don't you lie. I, I can see the chocolate marks around your mouth. I can... Don't don't you lie. I see those muddy footprints and I know that's not and I know that's not your dad or my shoes. He's going to start making his own decisions. He's going to do things his own way. We all did. But what we did today, the prayer and the dedication that we did this morning, that was our way of saying we're going to set you on the right path by pulling a page from what God wants out of our books to try and lead yours in the right direction. Because we're not being conformed to this world. We're doing things a little different. Instead of, instead of having on this day that we would sit home, instead of on this day that we would do something different, instead of reading these books to you, we're going to read those books to you. Instead of listening to those songs with you in the back seat, we're going to listen to these songs with you in the back seat. Instead of watching random junk, you know, Pastor, when we went and did that live stream on Sunday from their house, said, I, I'm happy, I, I'm kind of happy that the first words he's going to hear preach are going to come from my house. Bethany said, well, technically, it was Josh Herring on a YouTube video. <laughs> but, that means that we're, they're trying to make sure that he hears all the word of God that he can. They're... they're they're saying, no, we're going to make our home be conformed to the will of God, not to this world. We're, we're being we're transformed by the renewing of our mind through preaching, through hearing the word of God, through reading the word of God. We are making sure that you get your book started out in the right way. We're doing what we can to set it right. Because I know there's going to come a day when you're going to have to make your own decisions. Because everyone does. Because you do. You are making your own decisions every day. You're deciding what page or what book are we going to be reading today. Are we going to be reading what the devil has set out for us? Because the devil has a way set out for you. He has lasciviousness set out for you. He has uncleanness. He has, he, he has all these different ways that your life could go. But God has set before you love, joy, peace 
long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance, against such there is no law, whether holy or secular. You know, the will of God would be that we would say what the Word of God says. And Texas was talking. I thought about this. I've heard so many people say before, you know, I find it hard to pray what Revelation 21 and 22 says. Or what Revelation 21 and 20. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Because he said, I am coming quickly. Even so, come. Even so, come. How many times has anyone read that? How many times has anyone prayed that? How, how many times have you prayed, God, I want you to come back now? I, I'm ready for you to come now. Jesus, I want you to come now. I'm praying for you to come. Do you know how many? I'm not sure how many times I have. What I was thinking when I heard him say those words... Because in my mind, the only way I think I'd be comfortable praying that prayer is if I felt confident that I was in the will of God. Amen. These opening verses of Romans 12, verse 2, it says that you may prove was that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Your life has more than one way it can turn out. You can be out of the will of God, which I don't think anyone wants. You can be in the acceptable, the good will of God, which that's good, that's acceptable, that's okay. But there is a perfect will of God. I've heard it preached many times. Do you want the being the permissible or the perfect? The okay or the perfect? Because perfect is perfect. Perfect is complete. Perfect is all the way in, all the way. Can you make it to heaven without being in the perfect will of God? I dare say this verse says yes. Because there is a good and an acceptable will of God. You can get your book decent. But you can get it in with a lot less marks. I assure you it's going to be marked up. It's going to be marked up some. It's not going to be perfect. All the way around at all times on every page there's going to be some less than stellar decisions you know I, I, I hear people talk about marked up Bibles this is not what they mean <laughs> man you know what this is what they mean You know what it means when you start them off in the right direction? They may have one of those. 
He may, it may end up looking like that. It may be ugly. It may not be perfect, and it may not be pretty. But in the end, the marks on it can look a little more like pages worn out and verses marked up with different colors in different ways because someone was studying in their own way. I, I remember when we picked up, when Bethany, Bethany has it at her house, Memo Mary's Bible. It's got notes on so many pages in so many ways, and I'm, and I'm just thinking, you know, so often you hear about preachers doing it, and you hear about all these things, and I'm just like, what's it going to look like in the end? What are, what are we going to pick up and see in the end of your life? What what sort of references are we going to see? I mean, Texas has, has John's notes from 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 with messages that he never preached and we even have one somewhere, I don't know exactly where, where Texas kind of preached it and redid it in his own way. He said, I didn't understand it at first, but it just kind of came to me what he was really trying to say and where he was really going with this. There are, what are you going to put out in the end? What will of God are you going to live in? Because let me tell you, your book may look nasty and not very well put together but you can come to Jesus he is the author and the finisher of our faith you see you can come with him less than perfect less than ideal kind of messy kind of a mess kind of but he can turn it around for you I remember the day I was at a Winter youth retreat, as they used to call them. When I said, I was listening to a man preach. And I came out of that service and I said, I think it's time. I need to get a King James Version Bible. And I have it sitting in the house. It's not the one that ended up marked up in the proper way. It's the one that got chewed up by a dog at one point. <laughs> Ended up at a... But over the years, I do believe that's the one I was reading at the time. That is the Bible that I was reading at the time that I ended, would end up preaching from from the first time. After that, I ended up at a different youth retreat where I got a, my first proper study Bible that wasn't for kids. <laughs> I didn't come to talk about Bibles. I come to talk about your life. I come to talk about where's your life going to turn out. Because everyone's got a different one. Every, everyone's got a different book of your life. A different story with different marks. Some of them were made by you and some of them were put on you by someone else. Some of them are good and some of them are terrible and you don't want anyone to see them. But what Jesus does is he takes your ugly, messed up, no good story and if you'll give it to him, and say, I want you to write it. I want to quit picking what pages are done and what time. 
I want to quit choosing what pages and what characters I want in my story. And I want you to take this. And I want you to be the one that does it. I want you to be the one that runs things. I'm done with me. I'm done with this. God, I know you're not the author of confusion. And right now, I'm confused and my life is a mess. You're the author and the finisher of faith. God, I don't want just decent. I don't want just okay. I want to be doing a whole lot more than just surviving and staying held up. As Casting Crown says, we were not made to just survive. We were made to thrive. You're confused and you're not sure what way you're going next. God is not the author of confusion. That's either you writing your own story or you're pulling something out of the devil's book because that one doesn't make sense. That one makes no sense at all. I heard a man talking recently about how the books of the Bible got into the Bible. Well, we wanted to make sure they're actually written by apostles, that they actually line up with what Jesus taught, that they all agree. And he said, there are some books that they tried to put in the Bible that didn't fit, that, uh, that didn't make it. Either because they weren't written by one of the prophets, they weren't written by one of the apostles, or, or, or they claimed they were written by an apostle, but there was no way, no sort, no fashion that they lined up with stuff. And he, he told some stories out of the ones that didn't make it in. He said, there's this one story. This one actually gives us possible details of Jesus' childhood. One where uh, he was outside and Pharisees got on to him for making some birds out of mud. And he ends up turning around and saying, and he turns around and he says, well, I'm going to cast you dead, basically. Does that sound like Jesus? No, it doesn't. That makes no sense. There's these absolutely off-the-wall statements that sound so similar to what Jesus said but end up so different. They don't make sense. They're confusing. God is not the author of confusion. He didn't write that. You know what? Is there stuff in your life that feels like that? When you feel like your stories are full of hurt, they're full of stuff that Start off sounding right, but in the end, sound totally off the wall crazy. Some relationships that started off looking right, but in the end, they made no sense. They don't line up with the Word of God at all. There's characters in your story that should never have been there. There's decisions that were made that are just ugly. It's time to leave one book and go on to the next. Or better yet, are there story, is there stuff in your story that really belong in someone else's book? You know, you're holding on to something that your mama did. You're holding on to something your grandpa did, your uncle did, your best friend Now those pictures up there are two books. This ain't his. It's got my name on it. 
You need to remember what's yours and what's someone else's. There's too many times we're holding on to stuff that happened to someone else. I heard a man put it this way, talking about forgiveness. He said, it's very hard to be healed of someone else's wounds. Because you have no control over it. You have no control over your kid once it's once they've grown up and headed out the door. You have no control over your mama. Especially once she's dead and gone. You have no control over what anybody did to anybody else but you. And you can't stop that it happened. You just have to choose. I want the book that Jesus has. I want to move past the good. I want to, pay, I want to move past out of the will of God. I want to move past the good will of God. I want to move past the acceptable will of God. I want the perfect will of God to happen in my life today. Here's how God wants your story to look. He has two. He said you can sum up my book in two sentences. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And you should love your neighbor as yourself. So really, I believe you can sum up his book in one word. And that is love. That's love coming from him to you. That's love coming from you to him. And that's love coming from you to others. Because he loved you. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You can't start having him write your story. Until you're born again of the water and of the spirit. Because he, he's got plans for you. I, I, I was preaching, I preached, this isn't my first baby dedication service I've preached this year. It's kind of strange, kind of different. <laughs> but, at that time, Corbin wasn't here yet. He was just, he was just hanging out in Bethany's womb at that point in time. But I said it. In the middle of that message, I pointed and said, Corbin, you're called by God for a purpose. Because I know that. It's a given. Everyone in here, you're called by God for a purpose. He knew you when you were in your mother's womb. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, he knew you. And he ordained you for whatever purpose you have. I'm about to wrap up here. I'm about done. I just want someone to decide. I'm done writing it. I'm done pulling pages from the book that the devil has planned for me. I'm done working in the enemy's plans. And I want to work in the will of God. I want to be in the perfect will 
will of God. I'm done with being out of the will of God. I'm done with good and I'm done with acceptable. I want perfect. But even if you don't get perfect, I'm, I'm, I'm after good, I'm after acceptable. So that's what I want you to be doing today. I want you to pick up the pen and give it to Jesus. I want you to say, devil, I'm done with your story. I'm done with that story. I'm done with the marks that my uncle put down. I'm done with the marks that my mom put down. I'm done with the marks that that bully at school put down. I'm done with the marks that that one teacher put down. I'm done with the marks that the enemy put in my life. I'm done with the marks that that guy or that girl did. And I'm ready for the marks of Jesus. I'm ready for his nail-scarred hands. I'm ready for his blood to be the one writing the story. I'm ready for it all to be washed away. That I'm done with this book that the enemy had. And I want to put. I want my name in the Lamb's book of life. I want to be headed for heaven. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to find an altar today and I'm going to let him start writing the story. So if you would, let's find an altar. He said, except the man be born again of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. I can't start writing your story until you're submitted to my writing. That's what he said. I can't be writing your story until until you submit to my right. So someone, let's just let God start writing the story. Let's let him do what he wants to do. Let's put him in charge. Jesus, I'm submitted to your will. Even if I don't like what it looks like at the time, I'm submitted to your will. Jesus, let your will be done. Let your kingdom come. Let's see how it